0: Here's one you won't find in the medical books. This week's Torah portion tells of a surface ailment, a discoloring. It's called tsarat. It could affect skin, it could affect clothing, and even the stone walls of houses. It's actually a spiritually induced condition that carried a certain message for the inflicted. But don't judge the condition by its surface. For example, our sages tell us that a house inflicted with this ailment was actually about to experience a miracle. In order to cure Tzerat, they would have to actually break down the walls and replace the stones. When the Jewish people settled in Israel for the first time, God caused this intentionally, for deep in the walls of these newly inhabited houses were the treasures from the past, waiting to be discovered. So here's the question someone asked me. If Tzarat doesn't happen today, and everything in the Torah is an apparent lesson for us in our lives, what does this whole skin ailment, or clothing ailment, or wall of house ailment have to do with us? Hi, I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and welcome to my daily Torah Thought. I think there are conditions... For which we need to look beneath the surface. And those things happen all the time. And this week's Torah portion is a good reminder to look behind the negative. Behind the writing on the wall. For a treasure that's waiting to be discovered. Some of us are still cleaning up from Passover. So let's talk about the prophet Elijah. You know, he never died. He's unseen to us. He visits us at the Seder. He visits us during the rest of the year. He's busy helping the poor and the sick. He visits eight-day-old babies on the day of their bris. This is the great Elijah. Now, there was a great sage who wanted to learn more about him. His name was Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi. One day, when Elijah was on his errands of mercy, he was met by Rabbi Yehoshua. Although usually unseen by anyone, unless the prophet wants to be seen and recognized, Rabbi Yehoshua saw and recognized Elijah, and greeted him respectfully. Then he begged the prophet to take him along on his journey. Where I go, Elijah replied, there must be no human companion. Humans don't see everything, and what they see they don't always understand. Pray, be not curious, let me go. Elijah's words only strengthened Rabbi Yeshua's desire to accompany the prophet and benefit from his companionship. The sage continued to plead, I promise that I won't ask any questions, I won't interfere with your mission. Take me with you, master, take me with you. Okay, remember, as soon as you will begin asking me questions, to explain that which you don't understand... Our ways must part. And so they traveled. Towards evening, the weary old travelers came to an old shaky hut of a poor couple. Both of them were sitting outside their home. When they saw the two travelers, they rose, and in the true fashion of the children of Abraham, they welcomed the strangers into their humble home. What little food they had in the house, they gladly shared with the guests and offered them their beds for rest. They themselves made their beds on the straw in the cow shed that housed their cow. The cow was their only valuable possession, because its milk was their whole source of income. In the morning, the prophet and sage took leave from the kindly couple. As soon as they were out of sight, the prophet Elijah prayed that the cow of the poor couple should fall dead. Rabbi Yeshua was terribly shocked and upset Why should you repay for the kindness and hospitality of these people with such ingratitude? He wanted to exclaim that, but he remembered the prophet's warning and kept his silence. All day long they wandered together, and the prophet taught the sage many teachings without a word of explanation about his way with the poor couple. Towards evening they came to a fine mansion, and asked permission to spend the night there. The rich man who lived there didn't receive them with a friendly face. Grudgingly, he permitted them to stay the night in his house, but offered them no food or even a kind word. In the morning, as they were about to leave, they noticed a crack in the wall. Elijah didn't say a word, but no sooner were they gone when the prophet prayed that the cracked, dangerous wall be restored to solid strength. Again, Rabbi Yeshua was amazed. Why should the rich miser be spared the trouble and expense of repairing his wall? He thought that, but remembered the prophet's warning and held his peace. After a long and tiring day's journey, the two reached a city that had a beautiful house of prayer. The walls were made of marble and the benches of carved wood. The scrolls were richly adorned, and the ark was a masterpiece of art. Here, certainly we shall be made welcome and treated with respect, thought Rabbi Yeshua. But he was wrong again. After the evening prayers, no one seemed to take an interest in the strangers, and none of the wealthy members offered them a bed or even food. The prophet and the sage had to spend the night on the hardwood benches. When they left in the morning, the prophet wished the members of the community that they should all become aldermen of the city. Rabbi Yehoshua was sorely tired to keep his silence. He was hungry and everything ached. The prophet's blessing to the unkind people puzzled him greatly, but he sealed his lips and buried his question deep in his heart. The companions reached another city. The house of prayer was not as beautiful as the one they had visited the day before, but the people made up for it in kindness and hospitality. They enjoyed a rest in the best house in the town, and they were honored like princes. When it was time to go, Elijah turned to the good people and said, May God grant that only one of you be a leader. This was it. This was the last straw. The sage was no longer able to control himself. Forgetting the prophet's warning, he said, Revered master, revered master, far be it from me to tell you what to do, yet it seems to me that you add insult to injury, that you reward good with evil, and evil with good. Please explain me your strange ways. I warned you. I warned you that humans judge by the sight of their eyes. But there's more in life. Than what meets the eye. According to our agreement, you will have to leave me now, but let me explain to you, at least, what you have witnessed, and your heart will be able to live in peace. You see, the poor old couple who received us so nicely on the first night of our journey certainly deserved our gratitude. I saw to my great sorrow that that very day the woman was destined to die. We gave them an opportunity to do an act of charity, and I prayed to God that she should live and that their cow should take her place. Although they lost their most precious possession, they were able to stay together for a few years more. He who gives life will also provide for their support. I see now, Rabbi Yoshua exclaimed, but what about the rich miser and the cracked wall? Ah. There was a huge treasure buried beneath the wall. Had it collapsed, the miser would have found it. That's why. I could not have known that, of course, Rabbi Yeshua said. Now tell me, why did you bless the men of the beautiful synagogue who didn't open their homes to us? (laughs) That was no blessing, my friend, Elijah said. A community where everybody is a leader is not a happy place to live. There's also the explanation of my wish to the kind and hospitable citizens of the last place we visited. Let them have one respected and able leader who is dedicated to the good of all. There will be peace, harmony, and cooperation in that blessed community, and it will prosper. Oh, you have opened my eyes, dear master, exclaimed Rabbi Yoshua. Now, Go and teach your brethren the ways of God. Let them not be disheartened when they see the wicked prosper or the righteous suffer. For while man judges by the sight of his eyes, God looks into the heart and he rules the world with justice and mercy. Shalom. Peace be with you. And the next moment, Elijah was gone. Today, take a second look at those sour moments. Take a look at what lies beneath the surface. It might be your lucky break. You will certainly find riches in your home, in your life, and in the people around you. I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath. Shabbat Shalom. Peace be with you. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode.